how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? You're streaming the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Postseason Show. It's Tuesday, April 26th, and I'm the host of this shindig, Jeff Clark, sports betting analyst here at sportsbookwire.usatoday.com. I went 4-1 and one in Monday's best bets in the playoff slate. I'll talk about those in a second. I moved my playoff record up to 10-16, and 16, so still well below 500, but hopefully Monday is a sign of good things to come. I'm feeling pretty good about this Tuesday slate. In fact, I'm feeling really good about this Tuesday slate. I have, an, I have five best bets uh, and another three-game NBA playoff window, so... I feel as though I'm seeing it well. Um, the 10 and 16 playoff record would suggest otherwise, but hey, you guys know I'm putting in the 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 home, or doing the homework, putting in the time for the grind, and um, really trying to trying to eke out a profit here in these playoffs. And I, I think I can even turn it around before the end of the first round. So I'm excited to get into Tuesday's matchups. I see some value on this board. We'll talk about that. In a second, but first, let me shout out the sponsor of this podcast and odds provider, Typico Sportsbook. They're a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast will get a special welcome bonus at USA Today bet.com slash podcast. That's USA Today bet.com slash podcast. So, everyone. Visit that link, and, and uh, all of our New Jersey and Colorado listeners, please visit that link and get a special welcome bonus on us. Also, uh, terms and conditions do apply for this offer, and you must be 21 or older to game, so please see Typico's website for details. But if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so I went 4-1 and one in the Monday slate. Um, let's talk about that real quick. I hit with the Boston Celtics plus one and a half. They ended up taking the series against the Brooklyn Nets, four games to zero, uh, clean sweep, beat them 116 to 112 last night. So obviously the plus one and a half got there. Um, Kevin Durant was sensational. He had 39 points, but didn't get a lot of help from his Robin Kyrie, who we, uh, who we bet under his three-point prop, which is priced at two-and-a-half three-pointers. Um, for our second winner in this game, he ended up finishing with two three-pointers. Um, he wasn't as aggressive, Kyrie Irving, I mean, wasn't as aggressive as the Nets needed him to be in this elimination game. But uh, Boston just played with more focus, more energy, and was a better team. So they quickly advance uh, past the Nets, and I think they're the only team, they are the only team to complete a a first-round sweep. So Boston looked formidable coming into the playoffs and looked even more so heading into the second round where uh, they wait to play the winner of the Raptors 76ers series, I believe, which was our uh, third-best bet, or we, we cashed our third-best bet in that game uh, with the Raptors beating the Philadelphia 76ers 103-88. to um, it was a pretty clear beatdown, right? The Raptors outscored the 76ers in three of the four quarters. Uh, Pascal Siakam was sensational for a second straight game, put up 23 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. And um, we had the plus 7.5 or maybe plus 8 with the Raptors. Either way, it was a rocking chair cover. We were 
really never in jeopardy of um, losing that game. Although I will say the Raptors did play well in Philly in the first quarter in their first two games and ended up um, getting beaten down in the rest of those games. So uh, either way, Toronto's plus seven and a half was was a was a easy winner and um, um, and uh, was a was yeah was an easy winner. I guess I'll just leave it at that. Sorry, kind of trailed off for a second, but. Uh, the next game we won another easy winner, even more so with uh, Denver or the Dallas Mavericks. We laid three and a half um, in their game five victory over the Utah Jazz. They ended up beating them one hundred seven or one hundred two to seventy seven. Excuse me. Um, that was another game. There was really um, we were never sweating. They the Mavericks outscored the Jazz um, in in all three of the first all of the first three quarters. Um, you know, the Jazz outscored them 22-21 in the fourth quarter when pretty much the game was in garbage time. No one really cared um, uh, or that both teams uh, pretty much mailed it in in the final quarter. But um, we did take our one loss in this game. I took another player prop with uh, I uh, bet Luka Doncic over 7.5 assists. He played phenomenally, had 33 points, 13 rebounds, but only 5 assists. So... Our analysis was, for lack of a better term, piss poor on the Luka Doncic assist prop, but whatever. A four and one day, I'll take it. I needed it. Again, I'm at ten and sixteen in these playoffs. Hopefully, we can get above five hundred by the end of the first round. Um, but let's get into the Tuesday slate where I have five best bets. My five best bets are: I'm going over one twelve and a half team total for the Miami Heat. In the first game with um, them playing the Atlanta Hawks, and then I'm taking the um, I'm taking over actually DeAndre Hunter made three pointers. He's a small forward of the Atlanta Hawks. I'm taking over one and a half made three pointers for DeAndre Hunter, which is priced at minus one fourteen. Uh, then uh, the next game, I'm going with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm going to grab the six and a half points with them as they visit the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, for game five of that series, tied up 2-2. And then I'm taking the New Orleans Pelicans plus 6.5 as they visit the uh, Phoenix Suns. And that series is also tied up 2-2. And I'm also going to take the under in that game, which is priced at 214.5. Um, actually, both the under and the Pelicans are less juice. So maybe those are square plays. I'll give you my analysis on that on, those, on that game of uh, and the um, last game we discussed because it is the final game of the Tuesday slate. But let's talk about my first two best bets, which is in the Atlanta Hawks-Miami Heat. Game five, which is now back in Miami. The Heat are up three games to one and looking to put away this series. They stomped Atlanta 110-86 to in game four. Um, and again, my two best bets are I'm going over one and a half made three-pointers for Hawks small forward DeAndre Hunter, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, but the first one, I'm taking over 112.5, which is priced at minus 107 for the Miami Heat team total. They went over this number in five of their eight games versus Atlanta this season. And they've went over in all four of their home games versus Atlanta this season. Also, Miami's third and three-point attempt rate in the playoffs and was a very good three-point shooting team in the regular season. Atlanta's 25th in defensive three-point shooting percentage over the regular season and really one of the best, or excuse me, one of the worst perimeter defenses in the uh, NBA. 
Uh, but Atlanta could be, or should be, excuse me, in desperation mode. I think we're going to get some more aggressiveness, some more pace out of Atlanta, and more three-point attempts. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this this game could turn into a three-point shootout since both teams really like to chuck threes. Um, and if that's the case, I, I, I feel good about Miami out shooting Atlanta um, and um, and getting over this 212 and a half point total. Also, all four referees assigned to this game have officiated more overs, and I think Miami's free throw attempt rate will improve at home as long as Jimmy Butler uh, stays aggressive at attacking the basket. Either way, Atlanta's defense has been one of the worst in the league uh, this season, and and Miami's offense, especially three-point offense, is is phenomenal. So I think Miami's going to get over 112.5 points, and that's my first best bet in this game. And then the other one, um, I'm taking, again, DeAndre Hunter, the small forward of the Hawks, over one and a half, made three-pointers. He's went over this number in three of the four games this series. He's shooting 47% on three-pointers, 9 of 19 um, from behind the arc this series. And I think he's going to be like the odd man out or the odd shooter in this Atlanta offense. I mean, Miami's defense has done a really good job keying on Trey Young trying to um, negate his pick-and-roll effectiveness and just um, really trying to take Trey Young out of the series. And then I would say um, the um, the next um, the the succession of or the order of the next Hawks guys that the Miami defense is focused on is would be Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, Kevin Werder, John Collins, maybe Danilo Gallinari. Then I think Miami's defense is worried about Clint Capella's rim runs. And again, I think that ultimately makes DeAndre Hunter the odd man out. Um, in Atlanta's offense, and I think it's going to free up some free up some good looks for DeAndre Hunter. Um, he's Atlanta's best starter by true shooting percentage, effective field goal shooting percentage, and offensive rating. So he's played pretty well this series. Um, he has operated a little more in the mid range than I I would like for taking an over and a three point made prop, but. DeAndre Hunter has been the best shooter in the, for Atlanta this series. So I think he'll cash over 1.5 made three-pointers, and that's my second best bet in this Hawks-Heat game. Moving along, I'm taking the plus 6.5 with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minnesota won game four, 119-118, evening the series. But um, I, I like Minnesota here just because they're getting more consistent and better play from their stars. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was... Terrible in game three. I think he scored eight points in like 32 minutes. A real stinker. He got crushed in the media for it, and rightfully so. But throughout the series, Cat has played pretty well. He's averaging 21 points per game on 71% true shooting, which breaks down to 57% from the field, 42% from three, and 88% from the charity stripe. He's adding, uh, I think, 10 rebounds, maybe 11, double-digit rebounds, averaging a double-double in the series. So he's playing really well. And I was kind of surprised, given the narrative of Minnesota um, and Carl Anthony Towns, that he was playing as well as he was. Um, And also, I don't think enough is being made of how well Anthony Edwards is playing in the series. Maybe there is some inconsistency there, but for the series, Anthony Edwards is averaging a uh, series-best 24. 4.8, so 25 points per game, 65% true shooting, which breaks down to 49% field goals or from the field, 42% from three-point land, 86% from the foul line. 
Um, and John Morant struggling to create his own look. He's only shooting 42% um, effective field goal rate. So not shooting well from the field, not shooting well from behind the arc. Um, and, and getting really tough looks, not making those tough looks as well. Um, and, and Jaron Jackson, who was um, a fringe defensive player of the year finalist and really one of the better players during for Memphis during the regular season, has just been awful this series. He's got a minus 11 net rating, a 46% effective field goal shooting, and he's had five or more fouls in three of the four games and has really kind of played himself off the court. Um, and I, I just don't believe there's six and a half points worth of difference between these two teams. I mean, they're tied 2-2 against the spread in these four games. Um, but Memphis's game three straight up win in ATS win was, was a really bad beat for Minnesota. We were on the right side of that one, but we, you know, obviously got, got dumb lucky there. And there is some reverse line movement headed towards Minnesota in the betting market. Most of the money in action is on Memphis, but the line is ticking down. It opened at Memphis minus seven. We're getting it at six and a half. A lot of books have it down to a flat six. So let's take the six and a half from Tipico while we can um, and add that to our, our bet slip. Um, then the next game, I got two best bets in uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, game five matchup with the Phoenix Suns. That series is tied 2-2 heading into game five. Um, I like the under 214.5 and the Pelicans plus 6.5. Uh, New Orleans even the series with a 118-103 game four beatdown of the Suns. And I just don't think the Suns are the same without Devin Booker. Um, he's their leading scorer and the only guy who can really consistently create his own look in, in half-court sets. Uh, we see Chris Paul being able to out of pick and roll action and um, maybe a little less frequently than I think Suns fans would like to see out of Chris Paul. You know, he's more of a floor general uh, than someone who's going to put the offense on his back and, and, and score as consistently as the Suns might need him to. And, um, you know, if Chris Paul isn't just absolutely sensational, the, the Pelicans could absolutely steal this series. And, I, and I'm sprinkling on them on their money line in this game. And I'm sprinkling on their adjusted series price, which is roughly plus 220 um, to win this series. Just because the absence of Devin Booker is huge. And, you know, uh, people aren't discussing this enough. But Chris Paul's playoff inconsistency is a real thing. I mean, I don't know how long he's been in this league it's or in the NBA. It's been at least... 15 years and you know he doesn't have an NBA title for a reason he typically breaks down at the end of um at the end of the playoffs or at the end of seasons and I don't see this one being much different um and I think Nola or excuse me New Orleans's defense did a really good job in Chris Paul in game four and defend him in a way that I expected to them to in game three uh they provided um, constant ball pressure with Jose Alvarado in the backcourt and Herb Jones in the half court. Also, Brandon Ingram has become the best player in the series when Devin Booker got sidelined with an injury. He's averaging a series-high 30 points per game on 63% true shooting, which breaks down to 51% from the field, 50% from three, and 88% from the foul line. He's got a plus nine net rating. He's adding seven rebounds and five assists. So Brandon Ingram has just been absolutely sensational. And he's playing so well. I think 
Um, people are overlooking how well CJ McCollum has played. He's averaging nearly, I think, 24 points per game in this series and has really just given the Pelicans outstanding minutes and um, has been a great addition to their team um, when they picked him up around the trade deadline. Also, and I probably should have led with this off the top, New Orleans is owning Phoenix and rebounding rate and free throw differential. And I... (laughs) Those are, uh, I mean, they're two of the four factors, and I, I just don't see how Phoenix can be a sharp play at this price point, getting out rebounded as badly as they've as they've been in the series. New Orleans has a plus twelve rebound per game differential in this matchup. They've shot thirty nine more free throws in this series. And those things aren't changing. Um, New Orleans is getting to the free throw line because they're much more aggressive at attacking the paint, and they're forcing the referees to to, to make calls with their aggressiveness. And they're were a much better rebounding team in the regular season, and have proven to be the much better regular um, rebounding team so far in the playoffs. So. I don't think those edges for New Orleans are going anywhere. Phoenix just can't handle New Orleans' size and aggressiveness. And actually, surprisingly, Phoenix has the second-worst defensive rating in these playoffs. Um, And just one more thing. um, uh, New Orleans has a a winning ATS record as 5-7.5 point or 5 to 7 point underdogs whereas Phoenix actually has a losing ATS record as 5 to 7 point favorites. So just a cherry to throw on that little handicap Sunday, but let's take the Pelicans plus 6.5. I'm sprinkling on the money line. Um, and that's the fourth best bet and the final best bet obviously staying in this game. I'm going under 214.5 in this game. That's the third slowest pace series in these playoffs. Um, these teams have the two lowest three-point attempt rate in the playoffs. Phoenix is obviously missing its best offensive player. And we're seeing a pros versus Joes scenario in the betting market, at least last time I checked. Let me make sure it's still the case. It is. Uh, roughly 63% of the money, according to pregame.com, is on the under, whereas three-fourths of the bets placed are on the over. So, um, when you see a discrepancy between the cash column and the tickets column, um, we're, you typically want to go with the cash column because obviously professional bettors wager more money than your average Joe. So the cash column is considered the sharp side of the market. Also, there's a couple trends backing us here. Specifically, New Orleans is 10 and 25 over under record as road underdogs. If they're getting points on the road. I mean, the the unders cashing at a pretty crazy rate here. And Phoenix is one and five to the under in its last six games as a home favorite. So we're adding under two fourteen and a half um, in the Suns Pelicans to the Pelicans plus six and a half. The Minnesota Timberwolves plus six and a half are going over DeAndre Ayton one and a half made three pointers and over. The Miami Heat team total of 112.5 for our five best bets in the Tuesday NBA slate. Hopefully the comeback can be completed, oh, close to completed after tonight. Um, I'm really trying to get on the, the, on the plus side of the win-loss column here uh, before the end of the first round and ideally before the end of this business week. So if you're in my corner, um, you know, wish me good, good luck here. Uh, give me positive vibes. Best of luck to you guys, whether you fade or follow me. Be sure to do your own homework on this stuff. You know, maybe you guys 
uncover or uh, um, figure out a nugget that I, I wasn't able to. So either way, um, let's let's hope for uh, a positive Tuesday to add uh, to our positive Monday. Best of luck. Peace out, homies. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's daily NBA show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.